choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 yo. I'm back. As you can hear, it's just me, Kells, at KMGZ. Um, I tweeted that we're going to have or there's going to be changes um, to this podcast and I'm here to tell you what they are. So it's just going to be me. Uh, thanks, Swa, for her contributions. But we're going to turn this into Kel's Internet Radio. Um, I'm really excited about it because um, it means that we can do a little bit more, um, you know, what our topics and our format and are. My topics, my format. Um, uh, it's going to mainly be me as a main host. I'm going to rotate in some guests spot some co-hosts it's gonna be i'm excited it's gonna be real dope um the talks we talk about are gonna be a little broader um a little bit more in depth but we're gonna keep the i'm gonna keep the format the way it is for now um because i don't know it seems to be working and people respond to it again i'll give the um information at the end we got the thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com if you guys want to uh float any ideas or whatever still uh take those but um, so let's get on with this week. Sorry, it's a little late. Um, but this week has been really hectic. I had a lot of, uh, outside work things to do and, um, you know, but still got an episode up. Um, so let's start. Um, so last week on the podcast, I, I ended by recommending to you another podcast that I'm doing, um, Hidden Figures, which will be uh, recording next Tuesday. That's a bi-weekly one. And it was suggested to me that since I have such an issue with coming up with yours and negatives, that I should um, allude to the people who we're going to cover in that podcast for a nice crossover. And that's a good idea. Um, but for this week, I actually, um, we're going to do Stephanie Sinclair, which a lady who ran, who ran numbers in Harlem and who um, a lot of people know Bumpy Johnson, but they don't know that Bumpy Johnson actually was working for her. And, um, her her numbers racket but so that's a shout out to her but that's not really the yours and negritude I have for this week um the yours and negritude I have for this week is Janet Demita Joe Jackson for um you know announcing divorce from her husband I thought his name was for some reason I thought his name was Assam but I think I read it's Wissam or something like that I don't know rich Arab dude that when she married him, you know, I, I know they had dated some time before they got married, but when she married him, I was like, I don't know if that's going to last. I don't know how long Jan is going to be for that because I knew he was Muslim and I knew he was, they were going to Saudi Arabia and I know how it is over there. And I just didn't know that the Jan who made control and velvet rope and had niggas on stage nutting while she was grinding on them. I, I just didn't know if, if she was going to be long for that Muslim thing, but I was like, I don't know, maybe she older now. And she decided she wanted to convert to Islam, but I, I just didn't think it was going to last. So when it, the, the divorce got announced, I was not shocked at all. I was like, yeah, I figured that was coming. Um, because it's one thing to like convert to Islam here and be a Muslim here. 
it's another thing to do that shit in Saudi Arabia with like them them princes and because they take that shit is like Saudi Arabia is like one of the most repressive countries in the world, particularly for women. Um, and you know, you get over there and you isolated on your own. I mean, Janet, you know, she ain't no Wilton flower. She got money and she has means of her own. She could, you know, it's not like she was like hell hostage or anything, but still you're over there, you're by yourself, your family, you're away from your family and you're in that culture in that country. So I'm sure that was a whole lot, but because Janet has money and has, you know, good lawyer, she, um, did what a lot of rich people do when they get married, which is, which is have prenups, which is basically how you negotiate if you get divorced. And one of the things she had in there was if she stayed for five years, she was going to get $500 million. And I'm sure she put that in there because perhaps she, you know, wasn't sure if it was going to work out. So, you know, shout out to Janet Jackson for that. And fuck all you little dumb millennials and whoever y'all are on the internet talking about Janet's a scammer and she's a gold digger. Do you know how much... Janet Jackson has been rich her entire... First of all, she's Janet Jackson of the Jacksons. Of of them Jacksons. Of the Michael Jackson and the, and the Jacksons. Them Jacksons. She's been rich her entire life. She ain't never known nothing but rich. She ain't never known nothing but rich and famous and in Hollywood. Nothing ever in her life. She has never known broke. She has never known hungry. She has always been rich. She's worth $200 million her damn self. So, talking about she a gold digger and all that. That's just how you show how y'all don't know nothing and how y'all probably ain't got a pot to piss in or window to throw it out of because y'all don't even know how shit works. When you got money like that, you have prenups and you have arrangements. And so, whenever, you know, when people walk away, they walk away with what they agreed upon and let it go. I wonder how it's going to work with the baby, though, because I'm sure... I don't know, I read an article yesterday, though, that said that it wasn't working out, but the thing that really um, made her decide was, you know, because her mom, Miss Catherine, been in the news lately, sound, I don't know, we've been hearing these crazy stories, and I don't know, sounding, to me, sound like Miss Catherine might be getting a little senile, talking about people filming her in her closet and all that stuff like that, and talking about her nephew and everything, I don't know, the story... Perhaps he was, I just seemed a little like maybe she just, you know, starting to get a little dementia or just older and, you know, don't really know what's going on. But anyway, that story was in the news and I read that Janet wanted to, you know, was bothered by it and wanted to go home or whatever, go see her mother or see what was going on with her mother. And he just expressed no interest in it and just didn't care and just was like, well, whatever. So that was, um perhaps the straw that broke the, the camel's back. So I don't know. I, expect, I mean, I wouldn't expect her to stay in Saudi Arabia. I wouldn't stay in Saudi Arabia. So I'm assuming she's going to bring that baby back to California and live there. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that's going to work out though, because I don't know. Them dudes usually don't, I think it's a girl though. Like if it was a boy, they usually be real wanting to, you know, real protective over their sons, but they usually don't give a shit about girls, so perhaps because it's a girl, he don't, he don't give a shit, and he'll, uh, let her go, I don't know, they were together a long time, so, I mean, I'm assuming he was, alright, dude, because, you know, whatever, they just got married five years ago, but they have been dating before that, so, I'm gonna just give him the benefit of the doubt that he's not a complete asshole, but I guess he was too much of an asshole to stay married to. Um, so anyway, that's yours and negative two to Janet Jackson, uh, for that half a billy to add to your already considerable fortune, and you got a baby, um, congrats. Um, so, I'll move on to current events, and there's quite a few, so, and two of them actually involve, yeah, 
involve your man Chris Brown, who I'm so super tired of talking about, but once again, every week he pops up with some fuck shit. So the first story that popped up was um, he and Lil Wayne, and actually I have read... I've read this before or like themes on this before this article came, came out before about, um, but I think it was during the time when him and his baby mom was beefing. So people maybe were like, Oh, she's up to her shit again. But she was accusing him of um, being a, well, I mean, he's clear. He looks like a drug addict. He does druggish things, but she was saying how he was doing lean and uh, back when they were going, they back and forth and she was trying to get custody and saying he was unfit and all of that. And, And one of the things she was saying was that he was on this lean and he sells drugs and he hangs out with all these drug deals and thugs. Not that I didn't believe that, but you know, I think that girl is shady and I still think that girl set him up to be robbed. And I just was like, you know, I don't know. She seems like a scammer to me. So I wasn't, didn't really pay much attention, but again, it's come around again that, um, the FBI is investigating some, some guy that Chris, knows um it didn't say it was managed but like somebody he a promoter maybe that he works with anyway he knows the guy and this guy's under um investigation for being a you know a, a drug dealer basically um putting lean and coding and all that shit across state lines and they said that um chris and wayne are a part of the investigation because what i read was they found a check from or a money, a wire transfer or something like that from Chris Brown for like $15,000. So they're like, what was that for? Cause all this dude does is sell drugs. And I, sorry, I didn't get the amount on Wayne, but same thing with him. So that's the first Chris Brown fuck shit story that he's being, uh, investigated, um, in a drug federal drug conspiracy. Like I've said before, you know, I don't think, I don't think it's going to end well for Chris Brown. I don't wish him no harm. I really, really, really would wish that he would get his life together because, you know, it's just a waste. He's such a waste. He's so talented. He has, he has such a start and he has such potential and he just, just on top of the world and just, and just, uh, just, I, I don't know what to say about the nigga. I really would like for him to get his life together though. Like I don't, I don't wish him any bad, but I just don't, he just seems like one of those people who just, you know, he doesn't have any incentive to change, he's got a bunch of enables around here, around him, his mother's a, his, his hugest enabler, and that's hard, like, when your family is usually the one to keep it real with you, and usually the one to be like, yo, you gotta get help, when they sit up on TV and make excuses for you, then, you know, where's the impetus to change, so, you know, then he had this kid, we thought, all right, maybe he's got a kid, he'll be responsible, but that hasn't seen an effect in him at all, so, and according to old girl, he an Instagram dad anyway, which I didn't believe at first, but now, I don't know, I might, I might believe that, because it's like, okay, we see her on the Instagram, and we see them posing, and, and maybe that's, you know, the only time that he takes care of her, because he's had a few, that incident he had at his house now, they said the baby wasn't there, but like, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure he cares, he clearly cares about her, but that don't mean he can't still be an Instagram dad, but anyway, that was the first Chris Brown story, the second Chris Brown story, which is a little bit more funny to me, is, so word on the blogs and on the streets is that Karuchi is dating Amigo, now, I've said before, I'm not able to identify individual Amigo, um, I, I, I believe one is named Offset and one is named Quavo. I could not tell you the difference who one is or the other one is. I just know one is dating Cardi B and apparently the other one is dating Karuchi now. Um, and 
apparently Chris is upset about this because I don't know um, their friend. Uh, he was I, I don't know. He know I guess he knows this Migo, whichever one it is, and he was promoting his record and they was homeboys, and so because of that, that means he can't date Karuchi like Karuchi is a piece of property. She can date whoever the fuck she wants to date. And honestly, I wish Karuchi and Rihanna and all his exes would just leave these... I mean, well, I'll leave Rihanna at it because Drake is, you know, and not that they're dating, but, you know, whatever they got going on. He's a far cry above Chris Brown. But just I just wish that they would leave all them rapper actor niggas alone and just go find them a rich athlete that can buy and sell all them dudes and prosper like Evan Lozada who is back on his reality show, and I don't understand, but whatever, that's off the point, but whatever, Karushi can do whatever the fuck she want to do, um, she done got you a restraining order against you, like, leave that girl alone, like, oh my god, he is so abusive, he's just, ugh, the fucking worst, and it's like, every week, something new with him, like, that girl could date whoever, and, and, and another thing, people on the timeline on Twitter was talking about that, oh, can you date your fr- listen, look, listen, um, I never, I mean, I'm not gonna date anybody that, like, was in a relate, like, if, like, a friend or a family member, like, my sister, my brother, whatever, good friend was dating someone, I'm not gonna do that, but this gotta, oh, you can't date, um, whoever, whatever this Migo is, can't date Karuchi because he knows Chris Pratt, y'all, was y'all friends like that? That's a bunch of nonsense, y'all. Listen, it's all kind of people out here in the world, and just because you and that person didn't work out, you might not have been the person for them. That might be the person for them. So all that, oh well, you can't. I would never date somebody that dated somebody new. Okay, well you're a clown because everybody has dated somebody prior and gonna date somebody after. And again, if it's some, you know, your your homeboy, your your real friend, and you know, yeah, no, you're not gonna date his ex or no or nothing like that. But just some random nigga that I might know and associate. We in the same industry in the same circles, like, I might say hi and, you know, fuck around with you a little bit in the club or wherever we meet at, I don't owe you no fucking explanation, or or no, can't date your ex, she wanna date me, I wanna date her, leave that girl alone the girl don't want you, she done went to court and got a goddamn, um fucking, what's that shit uh, restraining order to keep your ass within a hundred feet of her so she's completely uninterested in you um supposedly you dating some Dominican model chick, but who the, ever, the hell ever knows what, what Chris Brown is doing, but anyway, my point is, leave that girl alone, and if she want to date, she can date, and it ain't got nothing to do with him, and I don't even know why anybody would even ask him, because Karuchi done been gave you the deuces, and got you blocked in court and everything, so if she wanted to be with you, she could, she clearly doesn't, and I want her to go ahead and be blessed, I don't know if this relationship gonna work out, but I'm glad that she has kept it moving, kept her life moving, ain't letting this nigga stop her, and you know, good for you, um, but find you an athlete, don't leave all these little rapper dudes alone, cause I feel like they kinda all the same, I don't know, whoever this one is, he might be alright, but whatever, they all in the, they all move in them same circles, and just get out of that shit, go find you an an Odell or somebody like that, and and real money, okay, that's that, um, so, so, as much as I hate to talk about Trump on here, so, apparently today, y'all's president dropped the biggest bomb we have on Afghanistan, and people have been, all day, asking me about this, because as, you may or may not know, I've said many times on this show, but perhaps you don't know, I went to Afghanistan. Um, I was over there, I worked in HVT, so I'm very familiar. I was in Kabul. I'm very familiar with the country. 
the people, the shit, all of it, and I don't give a fuck, and sorry, I don't, um, or about nothing that Donald does, to be quite frank, I mean, I can't, listen, y'all, this is who y'all voted for, or didn't vote for, or y'all fucked around, or let him get in there, whatever, you know, whether because you was listening to the stupid, uh, lies they was telling about Hillary, or whatever the case, you just, whatever the fucking reason, everybody fucked around, and, and, and Donald is in the White House, and shit like this is why it was so clear from the beginning, nobody should have had to tell you not to vote for Donald Trump, it should have just been understood that he was not the person you should vote for, and it's because for shit like this, so y'all want me to be all, can't, I don't, like, personally, I think Afghanistan is a, a hellhole, and if they blast that shit back to Stone Age and pave it over make a parking lot, I do not give a fuck, because motherfucking nations have been getting uh, crushed to dust in that country since Alexander, so you know, I, I don't I don't care I don't know what you want me to care about with it I, I don't, um I just, you know, only thing I care about is what usual, I mean Trump's an idiot, and it was clearly like some not well thought out shoot from the hip oh, let's do this because it sounds good idea, which is every which was the same thing he did in Syria, and people are dying and stretching and bending over backwards to make his everything he does strategic when the only thing that has been consistent about him is that he is not strategic and that he's reactionary and he just is all over the place and he doesn't have the temperament and he just you know one day is this and the next day is that that's the only thing that's been consistent but he's a white man and so you know we got to bend over backwards to give him some kind of strategy and give him the benefit of the doubt and not just call him the moron that he is who has no idea what he's doing and neither do any of the people around him have any idea what they're doing and so they just dropping bombs and slinging missiles because hey why the fuck not and you know the rest of the world is just kind of i don't know i don't know what the rest it'd, it'd be interesting to be a fly on the wall in these other countries, I, I kind of feel like they're thinking, like, you know, we just gotta try to avoid, um, you know, nuclear war, or like, the, we just gonna have to try to avoid that, we have to work around this motherfucker, he's guy's a clown, and hopefully, you know, they'll get him out of there, and somebody else with some sense will come around in four years, and in the meantime, I feel like the Chinese, and the Japanese, and like, all these other countries, Russia, they happy, because they playing the shit out of us, but all these other nations, I feel like, are just like, okay, well, we, we clearly can't count on the U.S. like we usually can, they is, that's a toddler child over there, so let's just try to rope him off, and gate him off, and try to minimize the damage, and we're not gonna do too much, because who knows what this nut's gonna do next, but like, you know, if it really get to, if he really get to acting up, then I guess we'll have to do something, but for right now, let's just, just try to contain it as much as possible, let's not let nothing get too out of hand, we gotta go over there and all that, but this, this dude is, is the worst, that's, I don't know, that's what I feel like it's like, um, Europe, Germany, all these countries come over here and just be looking at this dude like, y'all for real with this, so, um, you know, I just can't worry about it, but, just, you know, I just, I just feel like we getting what we, de- what we deserve, because this shit was simple, it was easy, it was plain, that motherfucker should not have had not one vote cast for him by anybody in this country, Hillary Clinton should be the president right now, and, you know, so we get, hey, I don't know, I don't, this is what you wanted, this is what you got, this is what you came for, you know, that's all I gotta say on that, um, yeah, so, oh, and I guess the second bit of news was yes, was this also yesterday, like, oh, every day you get up, 
I get up, and it's like, what fresh hell today? Like, every day is a crisis, and it ain't even been six months since they get in the office yet, and every single day is like an end-of-world crisis. Crazy! So anyway, yesterday, um, I think it was yesterday, so he was giving a press conference about the prior-to-today bombing of Syria when they shot 56 missiles at Syria, and... Spicer was talking about that and says out of his face on Passover, which is like one of the, I don't know. I thought I thought Passover was a high holiday, but I've I've recently found out that the um holidays that occur and I think it's October the New Year, the Jewish New Year, those are the high holidays, like those are the really holy ones and that Passover is more kinda like um like our like fourth of July well not fourth of July, but like not a major it's not Passover is not major to to um judaism like easter is to christian it's how to how i had explained to me yes yeah, a holiday and they follow it but it's the high the really sacred holiday is rosh hashanah is what i've been told um but anyway in explaining this missile strike and why this missile strike occurred you know because Assad gases on people whatever the bullshit they said we're not even gonna get into, like, why they shot those missiles and how stupid it was, like, I personally, again, I don't care, but, like, are we shooting missiles at Syria to punish Syria for, uh, whatever, I, listen, y'all know I've been to war, and I've done, I don't be caring about this shit like y'all do, people die every day, yeah, it's terrible, he used chemical weapons on his own people, but that ain't got nothing to do with us, and them, if them people want, don't want him using chemical weapons, then they need to do something about it, and stop calling on us, because we gonna always be the bad guy, you know, we, U.S. gotta mind this business, and we bomb innocent people, but then when shit like this happen, and we don't do nothing, why don't y'all do something, because when we do something, then y'all, you know, we damned if we do, damned if we don't, so, I didn't care that he shot the missiles over there, honestly, I, <laughs> I didn't, like, you know, but, the point is, Sean Spicer was, um, Basically, he was like, this is just, this is just, he, Sean Spicer is just a, a perfect, um, representation of how inept, incompetent, and just unprepared this administration is. He's a perfect example, because everything he says is a fucking blunder. Everything he says, from, from his bad fitting, ill-fitting suits to his just terrible complex, just everything. So he says, and, and because this is, this is... You know, this is what you do when you're not really bright. You take things and you compare them to things that they're nothing alike and for no reason. So, of course, nowadays, because we live in such ridiculous times, everything gets compared to, like, the worst thing. So, can't just stand up there and say, well, you know, chemical weapons are horrible and this is what they cause. And, we, you know, you have to compare that shit to Hitler. So, you gotta say dumb shit like, well, even Hitler even gas his own people. And... <laughs> Soon as he said that shit, there's a gif of April Ryan and there's this white lady sitting in front of her reacting to him saying that because as you should know if you don't, uh, World War II and the Holocaust, um, millions of Jews were killed in the Holocaust in death camps and they were gassed to death um, by their chancellor. So, so many things wrong with that statement. The first one being just that you made it. The second one that he kept trying to explain it, and it was clear that in his mind, because these were, or I don't know in his mind, but the implication of when you say, because then he tried to clarify, say, well, on his own people, as if the Jews weren't his people, right? And it's just, if you understand, like, that half of it, that Banyan and all these, a lot of these guys that are in 
Trump's cabinet are white supremacists and known white supremacists, then to say something like that becomes even more problematic because it's not just a slip of the tongue. It's, it's a, something that a lot of people, it's a, um, it's a theme in that administration. I mean, when you have Bannon who runs bite Bart, who believes in, uh, white supremacy and Nazi, and he got all these fucking people affiliated with these Nazis organizations and these white supremacists, alt-right organizations, it makes it more ominous for, for you to stand up there and say that Hitler did not, even Hitler didn't sink to using gas on his own people, because clearly you're talking about German, white Germans, white German Aryan people, because you must be thinking that the Jews are not his, that he gassed by the millions that we went to World War II for were, you know, not his people, they didn't count, um, and it's just a dumb, even without that, it's just a dumb statement, it's just ignorant of history, and it's just, again, very representative of this administration, like, you don't know anything, you don't even know the basics, basics of facts, because, that is the most ridiculous statement of anybody, and the funny, the, the worst part about it was, like, most, the only two people who reacted to it were April Ryan and a woman sitting in front of her, all these other fuck-ass media people who are worthless didn't even budge, just writing it all down like it's, like it's no big deal, um, CNN had they, <laughs> CNN, um, with the Magnificent Shade, because they, uh, when he was saying that they, you know, have they have the crawler on the bottom with the statement, and their statement was, <laughs> Sean Spicer says not even Hitler was uh, evil enough to gas his own people, and then in <laughs> then in parentheses it had Hitler gas millions. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, but yeah, just just I don't even know what to say about it. Just I just was like, wow, like you. You said that on that. You said that with a straight face and with no problem, with no recognition of like how ridiculous it was. And then, of course, he come back with the half-ass apology and shit. But you know, we know what that was all about. So the next piece of big news that we will current events that we will save for last is this man that got dragged off this United airplane. Now I was sitting at work minding my business. I think this occurred two days ago, right? I believe it was this week. Today is Thursday. Yeah, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. Sitting at my desk at work, minding my business. And across the TL comes this tweet. Somebody was like, um, somebody was on a plane, I think. Yeah, it was a retweet, but I think the original tweet, somebody was on the plane, was like, uh, we're going on this flight from, I think it was Chicago to St. Louis. And they tried to remove this plane. They asked for volunteers to remove the plane. Nobody would. So then they forced people off the plane, and this is how they did it. And then they showed the cops coming on the plane and grabbing, I think his name is Dow. His last name's Dow. He's, um, I think he says he's a doctor. Nobody has said he isn't, so I'm assuming he's a doctor. Um, and two Chicago aviation police, I believe. I don't know how that works. They were Chicago cops, though. Um, come on the plane. You hear the man scream, and they literally they tackle this man, grab him, smash his face on the armrest because the armrest of the chair was still down and drag him off the plane like like you drag a um like a cattle or something like when you shoot a deer and you know or or or, or something like that and you, dra- you drag him by their feet that's how they drag this man off the plane his glasses was messed up his um looked like his nose was bleeding from hitting the um armrest and they dragged this man off the plane it was, I, when I saw it, I thought it was like a joke, I was like, is this for real, like something from, I don't know, I just, I was like, this is, what is this, like, is this for real, 
So then I saw it, and I thought, I thought there was more to the story. I'm like, there gotta be more to the story. Like, it can't just, like, they did not just snatch this man off this plane like this because the, the flight was overbooked. Like, there's no way. Like, I thought it had to be more to the story. So I was waiting. Because the last incident, when them kids got kicked off, supposedly for, for speaking Arabic, that's not why they got kicked off. They got kicked off because they were identified as pranksters. And when I saw that, I was like, ah, I don't know. That seemed like it's something more to this story. And of course it was. So I was waiting for that. I was waiting for somebody to come on and back on Twitter and be like, no, this is actually what happened. But they never did. And, um, people kept tweeting it. And then, um, a couple news sites purported it. And the story that first came out was that the plane was overbooked, which airlines tend to do, which is the airline's fault, first off. And that they asked for, you know, they did the thing where they offer, they usually offer you a voucher or whatever, and they offered to $800, but nobody would take it. So then they had decided that, um, but the, the thing about it is, usually when they do that, they do that before you board, board the plane. They announce at the gate, plane is oversold, if anybody has flexible plans, we'll offer whatever voucher, whatever it's going to be, before you get on the plane, I've never heard of them do, I don't fly United, I've never, I fly Delta, I've never fl flown United a day in my life, I don't know how they do things, but I found that odd that they would be on the plane already and asking people, because I wouldn't have left my seat either, because I just thought it was understood, once you check in with your ticket and you're on the plane, that's your seat. Like, the people who are oversold don't get on the plane. Once you're on the plane, you're on the plane. That's how, I don't know the rules, but I've always assumed that's how it was. That's how it always is with Delta. Like, once you're on the plane, you're on the plane. So I found that odd in the first place. If y'all if y'all didn't have seats for this man, why is he on the plane? Well, it turns out, the true story was the plane was not oversold, but they had four of their own employees that needed to get to wherever they needed to get to to work a flight. So they yanked this man, this man who paid good American dollars for these plane tickets, which ain't cheap, because I think they were in first class, they said. Ain't cheap. Yanked him off the plane to put four of their employees who ain't paid a fucking dime who to fly where they got to fly. They yanked this man off the seat and treated him like that. Bruh. So, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this shit. Like, like that's... First of all, these airlines are out of control. We said this before. They're out of control. They got too much power. These gay agents are nasty. They be lying to you. They treat you any kind of way. Oh, you can't check the bag. I had an issue with one in Columbus where I almost cussed her ass out because she, first of all, told me I couldn't, my bag wasn't going to fit, which it did because I fly that plane every week and it fit every week. And then she tried to tell me I had to pay for it. And she just had a real nasty attitude about it. And I'm like, sis, I spend mad money on this airline. You need to fix your face and fix your attitude. So they've been... It's it's a nightmare to fly. Everybody know it. They squeeze you in. You it's just it's horrible. Like it's just the worst experience ever. Um and so but to like and then there's so many things in this story. Like they're they're they you you treat a person like that, you drag him off the plane like that, and then you he comes out and everybody's like expecting this apology or expecting the statement and the and the CEO basically came out like well he should have got like it was i don't know it was like the most non-apology apology we they didn't even mention the man they said they said they were sorry that the flight was overbooked and they had to reseat passion they didn't mention his handling how he was cheap nothing it was just like i mean i never read such an arrogant 
statement in all my life. Like, what are, what are y'all doing? And, like, and then they just kept all through the day. They kept doubling down on it. They just refused to apologize. And then some random ass fucking bitch comes out with some story about this doctor had problems and it was like from 10 years ago it was his oldest story ever everybody's like what do they got to do with it? i don't give a fuck that motherfucker's an axe murderer that ain't got nothing to do with the way he was on he paid for that seat he was in that seat he had a right to be in that seat y'all put him in that seat and and regardless of how he what they said he was being belligerent which according to the video he was not another passenger said he wasn't but even if he was being belligerent so what that still didn't warrant the way he was treated and he probably was belligerent because I paid for my ticket. I'm on the plane. I need to get home. And now here y'all go talking about I got to get off the plane for your employees. I'm not going nowhere. Call whoever you got to call. Like, I don't think that's unreasonable. And they said that he had been flying. He had That was like his last leg on like a long ass trip. So this dude was flying for hours trying to get home. And now you're going to wait to the last flight when I'm in my seat and try to tell me that I got to get up and get. No, I'm not going nowhere. So I, I don't think any, even if he was belligerent, which he wasn't. He would have had a right to be belligerent because, again, overselling flights and not having enough seats for everybody is the airline's fault. It's not the people who pay their good American money to fly. It's y'all's fault. And these airlines are out of control, and they got too much power, and I don't know, we need to get these high-speed rails up or something. They got to be some alternatives to flying these fucking planes because they have all lost their minds. Um, and so... Is, so his family gave a press conference, I think it was today, no, it was yesterday, and um, they're going to get the money, because, oh, and this is another thing I wanted to say, so, and this is started from an earlier conversation, so somebody a couple days ago put on this, I think it was last week, put on a TL that it was this lady, it was a New York subway, and it was this lady, this old white lady had her head stuck in the subway doors, and I don't know how she got her head stuck in them doors, but the way they were stuck in the doors, it looked like she was doing something, anybody that rides New York subway, y'all know, typically, if you put something in the door, or if you, you know, if the door's closing, and you kind of hold it, it'll, the, the, um, the doors will open back up, right, the only time you're really gonna get something stuck in the door, if it's something really small, so like, you know, if maybe your bag isn't pulled all the way in, and the door's closed, sometimes they won't, open back up, and like, you know, you just have to wait for the next stop, and hope you shit don't get tore up, that happens sometimes, but usually when it's like a person, or like an arm, or like a body, usually it'll open back up, because the doors, I guess they have to close a certain amount to catch, right, typically like your body and your arm, your leg, it don't be enough, and the door's open, well, for some reason, this lady's head was stuck in the door, so I can't think of no reason her head would be stuck in that door, other than she just was doing something she wanted, like, I don't understand what you're doing, that you're... <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I don't understand how you, how you get your neck, what are you doing, you, are you look, you gotta be looking out and not paying attention, not minding your business, I just don't understand how she got her neck stuck, stuck in the door, I feel like she was not minding her business or doing something she wasn't supposed to be doing, and that's how her neck got stuck in that door, but anyway, so the train is in the station, it's stopped, you see the, um, conductor, I don't know, whatever, the girl, who. <laughs> The gist of it was, the lady's head was stuck in the door. I guess they couldn't get the doors open. I don't know what the issue was, but everybody was in an uproar because people were filming it and not helping. And this whole American obsession with, oh, don't film things. What are, 
what are you supposed to do? The woman's head is stuck in the subway door. You don't work for the subway. You don't run the subway. You're not Superman. You can't pry the doors apart. Help how? I'm sure that the, the um, train was stopped and the conductor was there. She saw the lady. So they're aware that the lady was in, stuck in the door. So it's not like the train's going to take off and take this woman's head off. Like, they're clearly aware of the situation. So you assume that they're doing whatever they can do. I thought maybe the lady would reach up and unlock the door, but she didn't. She kept walking. I don't know. Maybe she ain't had the keys. I don't know. But they saw the lady. So, the people who needed to be aware of the situation were aware of the situation. So, help how? I don't know what these people were supposed to do. And they filmed it. So what? Yes, I can stand there. I can film it. We know You don't know. It could be a lawsuit. Like, when they dra- when they manhandle you and drag you off a plane and release a statement that said you're belligerent when you were not. It's good to have film. So, and as somebody that was, you know, in the military and did a couple things, civilians intervening, uh, please don't. Nobody wants that. You make it worse, not better. Just mind your business, stay over there. Not to mention you can get sued because in this country we live in now, you intervene with somebody, help them out, they fall down. Now they're going to try and turn around and sue you and say that you pushed them down. It happens. That's why you. That's why we have the laws we have that people don't need. So cut cut that shit out, like, nobody needs to help, there's no duty to help, yeah if you want to get down there and give somebody some mouth to mouth, go ahead nobody's going to stop you, good for you but it doesn't make you a better person than the person who just chooses to stand back, call 911, watch film, whatever, and, and let people, whose job it is to assist people, do their job please cut that shit out, it was nothing them people could have did for that lady in them doors so, you know, what's the point? You, let me run over there like a dummy and, and try to pry these doors open. Like, come on, stop, cut the shit. That shit is stupid. Um, and thank God that those people on that plane filmed that because Chicago police with their dumb asses, even though they knew that the shit was on video and everybody had seen it, they still released this lying ass statement saying that it was just like nothing that was true, saying it was he was belligerent, and they just had this whole fucking story that they released even though it was film out there, like, just how arrogant and, like, so used to getting away with shit y'all are, y'all just put out lies and everybody saw that that wasn't so, like, we saw it, like, that's not what occurred, so, today, or yesterday, the airline finally admitted, they finally, they finally, because they lost, like, a billion dollars in, like, stock, um, value in, like, a day over this incident, um, and I don't even think it was like, I mean, the incident was bad enough. I think it was the response that really had people like, oh, really? Like, okay, this is, you're going to drag this man. You're going to humiliate this man and drag this man off this plane like that. It was crazy. There was no reason for it. It was completely unreasonable. And then you're going to come out like you didn't do nothing wrong. And oh, well, and he wasn't, he wasn't following the rules and he was acting like the child. Like they taught, like these airlines act like they're doing you a favor. Like we're not paying them to provide a service. It's like they doing us a favor. Like I don't get it. Um, so they lost all this money. They lost all this value. But thank God those people on the plane actually stayed in their seats and minded their business and filmed it. Because now he's suing them, and he said he's not just suing. And this man, like he had a concussion. He lost two of his front teeth. His nose was broken. Like he's fucked up. Like he's still in the hospital. So. He's suing United, he's suing the Chicago police, he's suing a lot of people, and I hope he gets all of it, I hope he, I hope he gets every dime, I think he will, I think that is ridiculous, and then, I know y'all don't know, but as a lawyer, you know that common carriers have a higher standard of, um, duty that they owe people, common carrier being somebody who takes money and, you know, provides a service to transport people, so buses, trains, planes, automobiles, things like that, they have a higher, um, standard of duty, because, 
people pay them to provide the service and they take on the responsibility of transporting people and all that goes along with that, the rules, the regulations, you know, they take on more than like you and I who just give somebody in a ride in our car. The standard of, um, the duty standard is much higher. So, um, and they, that sh- clearly was not it. So I, I think he's going to win that suit. Um, his daughter was up on the press conference today with the lawyer and she just was, she, her entire, I watched that entire her press conference and her whole demeanor was just like, oh yeah, they thought they was picking on some dumb agents, some peasants. Oh no, no, we have money. We have means. Here's my lawyer. Yeah, you're going to pay us. She's like, yeah, we're, we're definitely about to get paid. Y'all dragged my father off the plane. He's still in the hospital. Oh, he has all kinds of injuries, his neck and his back. Uh huh. And we're going to, yeah, and we're going to get that money too. And we're adding the Chicago police. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody, y'all, y'all got the wrong one. Like that was just her whole demeanor through the entire press conference. And I was like, yes. <laughs> y'all thought y'all picked on some random, some random Asian dude that ain't had no, ain't had no pull. Well, well, um, boy, I don't fly United, but I said if y'all, if people still fly on that airline after what they did to that man, then y'all deserve what y'all get because good lord, they beat the shit out of him. That don't make no sense, man. Like your employees get there how they get there. Like put them on another flight, figure it out. They your employees. They can fly on anything. Like this man can only fly this flight to get home. Your employees. I'm sure you got another plane you can put them on or another airport. You can fly them through. Like, come on, man. You playing, you throw a paying customer off a plane for your employees. Seriously. And, and you know, with the thing that happened with the leggings, like, they want to come citing these rules and shit, and we like, okay, we understand that's your rules, but your rules are ridiculous. How about that? Like, you, like, they just think, like, they're going to, oh, well, our rule says that you can't wear tights. Okay, well, that's a ridiculous rule, so that's not the end of it. Just, you're going to read the rule, and we're going to be like, oh, well, the rule said, I mean, some people did, because they're idiots. Those kind of people that march, you know, march into the gas chambers, because, you know, got to follow the rules and shit. You fucking dumbasses. But the rest of us are like, the fuck you talking about? Like, that's a horrible rule. Like, what kind of rules is that to have? So, yeah, I, he's going to get all that money, and God bless him, he deserves it, because that was ridiculous. I ain't never seen nothing that crazy in, in all my life. Um, I didn't even know they could do that to you, to be honest. Like, I mean, I knew, I knew they could pull you off the plane, but not for that, not like that. That was crazy. Like, that was unnecessary. And really what it was... And here's the jig, and I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see how far the jig ascends because really, what that was was police brutality. Because United was wrong for for handling it that way and wrong for calling the police like that. But that was the police that came in there and roughed that man up like that for no reason. And I don't know what United told him, but it couldn't have been more than we have a passenger that won't leave the plane. They didn't come in there, they didn't ask him no questions, and they just dra- it was unnecessary to drag him out like that. Like he was sitting there on a plane that he had paid for minding his business. He wasn't going into no armed standoff. You know, he wasn't going into like no reported robbery. Like that, so that's really what it was. That was police brutality and police harassment. It's the same shit the black people complain about all this time. This excessive force, how they throwing people on the ground, how they shooting people, how they killing people for no reason, for nothing. And all they got to do is say, well, I was scared or they threatened me and, and, and bullshit. But we, but again, it's the jig because this is an Asian man. So, you know, we, when we say that shit about this is how they treat people regular, you know, nobody want to hear it or will just follow the directions and all this, but you know, this was a clear, this was clear police brutality 
and we're going to see what happens with it. And it's not unique to that man in that airplane. That's the same type of shit they do to, to you out in the street every day that people out here marching about. That's the same. The way they ran up on Eric Gardner and put their arm around his neck and choked him out unnecessarily. All he was doing was standing there. It wasn't, didn't warrant all that. It's the same thing. The same way they killed Mike Brown. All this they're doing is the same shit. It's the same shit that we've been complaining about. And I just think it's funny now that this, this Asian man, and he's a doctor, and he's flying to his seat, now all of a sudden everybody can see what we're talking about. But, you know, five minutes later, it was a dude, I think it was in Minnesota, that was crossing the street jaywalking. The cop threw him down and slammed him down to the ground for jaywalking. And it, that didn't make the news, you know? So it's like, it's, it's, I see the jig. The jig, the jig has ascended. Um, but that's really what it was, and I hope, I'm glad, I was glad to hear them say they are, they're gonna sue Chicago police, because that's really who they need to really sue, I mean, sue United also, but them cops came in there, that was not necessary, that was not warranted, there was nothing in that situation that required you to throw that man on the ground and drag him out like he was some trash, like, what are you doing, are you for real? And they do shit like that because... With no fear of reprisal because nothing's gonna happen. Like, you know how arrogant, how long you gotta be doing that to think you could just drag a person off the plane like that and nothing's gonna happen? Um, alright, so that's it on current events. Um, the other good part about it being Cal's internet radio now is that we can open up our programs. Like, um, you know, I watch a lot more than what we talk about on here. I try to, to discuss the shows that are, you know, popular and that people watch. I'm still going to do those, but um going to integrate a little bit uh, more stuff. But a little more better shows that I know people watch that, you know, I can discuss now um, and have people know what I'm talking about. Okay? So, this week in Shit I Watch, I can still say Shit We Watch because y'all watch it too. Um... Let's see, what we want to start with? Let's start with Black Ink, because I forgot Black Ink last week, and I just saw it today, and um, so let's go on that. So, um, this week on Black Ink, well, la- well, no, let's start with last week. So, so Seasonum's boned this new girl, this brand uh, ambassador, or whatever the fuck she, I don't even really know what she do. All it look like she do is set up liquor and function as a receptionist, which I don't... I mean, that's the same shit Sky does. I don't see what, but whatever. She light-skinned and, I guess, cute. So, Caesar calling her brand ambassador. So, he done fucked her already. So, um, Sky comes over. This is last week. Sky comes over and was talking to him. And Sky was basically like, look, we just got Duchess the fuck out of here. You bought Duchess in. That's your girlfriend. And then, you you know, you started putting her in charge of everybody. And she caused all these problems and drama. And you always um, boning these girls. And then you putting them in charge. And, you know, we the niggas that been here since day one been holding you down. And, and, and we tired of that shit. So, as Sky says that, Caesar's like, oh, we only just hit one time. And that's it. And Sky was like, what? You actually fucked her? Sky was like, I was, I was just fishing for information and just trying to come over here and talk. I didn't know you actually fucked her. So Sky finds this information out, and Sky's like, all right, nigga, so please, look, don't don't let me come to work tomorrow, and now you're talking about this girl's in charge, and she the new manager here because you know how you do um, with Duchess, and I'm not, please, we're not going for that this time. Don't, don't try it, right? Sky says that. Next fucking week, this, this week, they had a dinner. Here comes Shorty. I can't remember her name. Clinking on the glass. Talking about Caesar got an announcement. Caesar stands up. 
Oh, I'm putting old girl here, whoever, in front, in charge of 113th, 110th, whatever. She the brand manager now, and y'all got to respect her the same way y'all respect me. <laughs> same shit Sky just said don't do. So Sky goes off like, nah, B, nah, nah. You just met her. She ain't been here but five minutes. We done been here all this time. Me, I'm here. Walt's here. We all here. And now you're going to tell us that we got to treat this chick that just got here like we treat you. Like you're going to put her over all of us. No, I quit. And I don't blame her. I would have quit too. A lot of people push back on me when I say Sky should be the manager because how she acts. But I think that the way, a lot of the way Sky acts is her acting out about being frustrated. And I think she's right. Like, I th- if you're going to give Teddy, who can't even send a goddamn check, had y'all in Miami looking a fucking fool because his dumb ass had one job and didn't even do it and had y'all looking fucking stupid, knowing that he didn't send the check, standing there talking about, oh no, there got to be some kind of mistake. You know you didn't send that check. And all the other, if Teddy can have all these chances, that motherfucker's useless, he does nothing, he doesn't know how to manage the shop, all he does is have him in there with stripper. if that motherfucker can get all these chances, then I don't see why Sky can't, because again, Sky does her job, she sits at the reception, she gets the customers in, she would've sent the check for for your booth and you would've had your booth, Sky would've sent the check so, yeah, I know she screams and all of that, but that's just her acting out when Duchess threw her party, she was tired of that shit, she like, look, I'm tired, I want give me a shot, if I fuck it up, then I fuck it up, and I can't say nothing, but you ain't gave me no shot, like, and I've been here the longest, and I mean, Scott does a good job in that shop, I mean, out of all of them, Teddy and all them other niggas, and I mean, Walt does too, like, let Walt and, 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 and Scott get a shot, you done gave Teddy half a million and Duchess too, so, and Duchess ain't had that shop running no better than nobody else, um, even though she claimed she a boss and all that, she really did not, um, so, I don't know, I guess they're going to open, I, and I hope I hope it ain't on the TV, I don't really want to see no Black Ink Atlanta, but I don't know, maybe it might be good though, just like, um, <laughs> loving Hip Hop Atlanta is better than the New York one, maybe it'll be good, um, but, so he finally tells Sky, because Sky flipped out on him and quit, sorry, so he finally tells Sky that he's going to open the one in Atlanta and put her in charge of it. And I don't know, Sky. Maybe, maybe, maybe Sky getting a spinoff for Atlanta. Donna was salty because Donna gonna be stuck in New York. But Donna, I don't know what to say about Donna. Like Donna's cool, but like I never see her doing tattoos and never see her with no clients. So I feel like if you want to get more respect, you need to get your your money up because niggas respect money that people that book. Um, um, damn, what's her name? Lil Bay, whatever the Asian joint. Thought she had her little boyfriend that she was liking, <laughs> the one that um. <laughs> The one that Melody bought into the shop, the new tattoo artist, this nigga gay, which, which was shocking to me because I didn't know that her him. It was funny because Bay and, and him was in the um, hookah shop chilling, right? And Bay thinks she bought the kid. So Bay is like feeling the nigga like he cute. Oh, we about to, I'm about to get it in. And then Donna comes in with one of the tattoo artists from 125th, right? And, um, so they joined the party, so they like, damn, they coming here crashing my date, what, but whatever, we cool, right? So then the dude sits down next to, <laughs> next to, um, the dude, and he starts, like, he, like, kissed the dude, and they, like, obviously, like, doing what they do, and Bay is looking, Bay got the hookah, and she looking like, wait a minute, what the fuck, fuck is going on here? Like, and then they get them two dudes, get up and leave, and Bay's face was like, wait a minute, <laughs> so, it was funny, because, 
I, it just the the way she was looking would have been the same way I was looking because it was just like they just was not paying her no attention and she had no idea that guy was gay and neither did I. <laughs> so them two left together. <laughs> it's funny. So the next day, um, oh, and then last week, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell y'all. So last week, the girl walked into the shop and told, which I thought was, I don't know, this just these randoms walking in the shop. She kind of walked in the same way old girl that claims she's the guy her pregnant was, and it just made me suspect. Walked in the shop talking about um, old shit's girlfriend being shady. Now, I believe everything that girl said because I already said I think that girl is not telling the truth. She ain't just give up her job in San Francisco to come follow this broke nigga. She probably, sell, she probably sells drugs. I have a... She's involved in drugs some kind of way because that's how addicts are. And addicts hang around other addicts and other druggies. And I just don't believe she's clean and sober and this nigga um, being a cokehead and, and fiend that he is. Like, she, if she don't do drugs, she sell drugs, I believe. Because um, she always got money and she don't work nowhere. Um, so the girl comes in and says she got a secret baby and she um, has a habit of having kids and abandoning them and I you know I tend to believe it because that other son that popped up that ain't nobody know she had who stained quote fingers stained with his father probably got cussed the father probably got custody because she she abandoned that boy um and so this lady is um saying that she got another one so um oh shit and I think oh shit knows about this because he was unconcerned he was mad quiet he wasn't like yo what you talking about wait a minute what you mean who are you nothing he was just sitting there like he already knew this he calls her on the phone she comes over they start to scrapping in the store and shit so the um little investigating that Donna and them had done previously where they came up this this baby shower seemed like you know it was some truth to that but you know oh shit being oh shit they're just trying to destroy my life the same he got the same line with every fucking thing they trying to destroy his life and get his business and he don't care that's the love of his life every girl he meets is the love of his life whatever um and so this week um donna and them go apologize like yo homie you know what you right, that's your wife, we shouldn't have been digging in that shit, it ain't our business, like, you wanna be with, basically, they, I mean, I just feel like they was like, look, you wanna be with the scammer chick, that's on you, whatever, our bad, we was being a little nosy, um, so they apologize for that, which, whatever, I just still think it's crazy, and I still think that girl's scamming, and so is old shit, oh, then it was, I don't know, it was a cute little scene. I Actually, I, I like this scene a lot. The last scene, um, Donna, because we know Donna swings both ways, was talking to <laughs> talking to the gay dude and was saying, you know, oh, you know, we didn't know that you like boys. Like, I wasn't, you know, why, why, you never really said anything. And he was, he just went through a nice explanation. He was like, you know, it's hard, you know, growing up when you're black or whatever and you can't really express what you want. You can't really, you got to be this one thing. And if you don't, people want to basically harass you and don't want to accept it. So it's not something I, I actually ever come out with. And he was like, and even, I don't even really like calling myself gay because people, they just, us, which is true, they just go straight to the sex part of it, and they just associate everything you do with the sexual part, and they don't understand that it's just, uh, you know, it's just, you you fall for another person the same way they do, it's just they, straight for y'all just fucking, everything is fucking sex with y'all, and that's all they worry about, so, it was a cute little scene, I thought, I understood what he was trying to say, and Donna was like, yeah, I, I, I understand, like, I, I know exactly what you're saying, because they don't understand, like, it's just a person that you connect with, it has nothing, you know, it's not about 
sex. It's just like we we don't live in this box. So it was cute. I, I liked it. I thought it was a good scene. I was actually shocked because, you know, I ain't realize you know, Black Ink they not the known to be the most um layered uh discussions that they have on there and, and I mean Sky does Sky Sky keeps it real. I just was it was just refreshing. I, I didn't expect that from him and it was a nice little it was a nice little clip of, you know, him expressing himself on his sexuality it was really good. Um yeah, so next week um we'll see what happens with um Oh, and Shorty that Caesar is boning is flipping out. Like, I don't know. I don't, she ain't gonna make it. Cause I don't even think he's, I think they just boning. Like, I don't even think he's in a relationship with her. And she's showing up and talking about who's this girl and who's that girl. Cause Sky's friend is also trying to date Caesar. And then, um, Donna told, I think it was Donna. No, not Donna. That other little girl that Sky was fighting tells Duchess about, um, Caesar and the, and the new girl and Duchess blames it on Sky some kind of way and was talking shit about and listen y'all y'all keep throwing Sky's kids out there like that like like Sky won't be both of y'all ass that's the new thing now to drag Sky because she don't they make it like she abandoned her kids she didn't she gave her kids up for adoption because she could not take care of them and couldn't provide a life which is a responsible thing to do and now they trying to drag her for it and they doing that shit like Sky won't be both of their asses so keep talking shit Duchess. Sky only halfway like you anyway. Um, yeah, so that was that episode of Black Ink. Thank God I remembered it. Um, partly because I just watched it today. So, on to Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Get it together. Like I said this last week, it's way too many people. And I don't care about the, the half of these, half of these people's story. I don't care about as much as Mimi and Jocelyn and all them got on my nerves. Please go back to them or, or something like maybe have one extra person, um, Jock and whoever he dating to call it. But this whole Kirk with the baby and this girl with the nail salon and 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 the cheating and can I get to say I don't care about none of that. That whole show, that loud girl, I don't care about none of it. The only part of that thing that was funny to me was that Jocelyn being the voice of reason in this argument, which is funny because jocelyn if jocelyn is the one telling you relax relate release then you really doing bad in life because and i mean i'm not that's not that i give jocelyn all the credit in the world jocelyn appears to be i mean she is what she is she's not perfect but she's come a long way and her just like just like tommy her and tommy they appear to be aware of you know, they could do better, and they try to do better, they trying, they're aware of it, you know, like, I know this is not the way to be, I know this is not the way to do, so I give, I'm not dragging Jocelyn, I give her all the credit in the world, but still, if Jocelyn is the one coming at you, like, ladies, y'all really need to calm down, and you don't need to be mad at her, like, this, like, you, you, you have gone wrong in your life, you need to get, get Ayala or somebody, because you, you just, you just doing it all wrong, um, but that scene was funny, deal because them girls was arguing, and Melissa, and Jocelyn, and who was the other girl, the manager girl, was just standing there, all three of them was standing there looking, I was like, that would have been me, <laughs> like, just watching this shit, Mimi tells, lovely Mimi, whatever, loud Mimi, tells this girl that the other girl sleeping with her husband, I, whatever, that whole storyline, I can't stand it, that dude with the braids, or the twists, I don't know what them yarn braids, whatever that shit's called, he looks horrible, I can't, Please, that whole please, this I can't do it. That whole storyline, I I can't do it. Um, uh, it's just too much. I, it's too much to keep up with, and I just don't care about them. Um, Stevie met up with his son, 
the one he was beefing with on the radio who said he his, he said his son stole from him and they had a little beef or whatever. And I mean, I kind of understand. I mean, I, I don't know. At least on TV. I mean, we know Stevie owed like $100 million in child support, but um, at least on TV, I mean, he seems, he treats his girls well. He seems to love his kids. I mean, you know, so he, you know, he seems to acknowledge them all and love them all and try to take care of them all. But he had his son on here and his son was like, look, you weren't really there for me. And Stevie was like, I was there for you financially. And his son was like, yeah, I mean, no disrespect. I understand that, but that ain't it. Like I needed you. I needed my father, like that money, like a lot of dudes think financially. And that's all you got to like, you supposed to do that. You, you have a child, you supposed to support them. Like you don't get extra credit for that. So his son was just kind of like, yo, that's cool. But honestly, like I needed you. I wanted you, your advice, your help, whatever the shit that the father's supposed to do. And you just wasn't there. So Stevie, I mean, Stevie took it though. He was like, you know what? He's probably right. I made some mistakes. Can't do nothing about it now. I was there financially, but you know, maybe I messed up a little bit. So I mean, even Steve, you know, he acknowledged it. Um, he took the DNA test to figure out that he's Jocelyn's baby daddy. I mean, I don't, I don't doubt that he's the baby daddy. I think Jocelyn knows he's the baby daddy. So he took the test. Um, so I guess we'll figure that out. Um, Maybe he's not, though. I don't know. Because the preview for next week made it look a little controversial. But that might have just been the hook. I don't know. Um, yeah, so what else happened? Jock, what did... Oh, Jock found out last week that his baby mom, one of his baby moms, was messing with this dude that's living with these two chicks with Kirk's baby. And he was over there talking all tough on her. Don't let him be around my child and all this shit. And I'm like, nigga, you wasn't talking none of that shit to that dude, though. But you get in front of this girl, now you, you know, got all this all this to say. And somebody on Twitter was like, it's always the fucking court, court-imposed child support niggas telling talk about don't have some other nigga near my son. Like, if you was there, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to worry about no other nigga being around your son. Um, but again, that's y'all. I'm not doing that babies by everybody thing. I'm just not doing it. We all gonna be a family under one roof or nothing. Um, is that a, that happened on there? Not with Mama D. Not with Scrappy. Oh no, Mama D was at the video shoot too, watching the fight. That was funny. Them four were standing off to the side like like spectators. Like, what the fuck is going on? That shit was funny. Um. No, no, no. I think that was it for for that. Nothing with. It's just so. That's her. Then you got Tammy and Walker. Oh, it's so much. It's too much. Like keep walking, Tammy, if you want to. They've been on the show before, and everybody loves Miss um Miss Deb, and keep them. But them them nail salon people and them. Kirk, baby daddy, mama, whatever people, they can gonna all go. That loud Mimi girl can go. They can all go. Um, it's just, I don't care, and it's too much. Um, yeah, that was it on that show, I believe, right? Yeah. All right. And am I forgetting the show? Nope, I don't think I am. And I'm at an hour. So, all right. So, hopefully, y'all like this new format. I think, um, I I heard y'all feedback. I'm incorporating it. I think this will be a little bit better. Um, it'll definitely be better for content, content, cause I'll be able to do a lot of different things next week. I'm gonna have a guest. I was gonna have her this week, but again, it's been a hectic week and it's just kind of been last minute and I just didn't have time to, um, schedule it. So next week, interesting. We're going to keep the show gay though. So don't worry about that. Cause you know, 
gay theme, not a gay show. But y'all know what I mean. Like we gonna we gonna we gonna keep we gonna keep the kids um engaged and involved. Um Yeah, so um that's it. Thanks for listening. I'm gonna get um get us a new logo and all kind of stuff. Don't worry, good change is coming. Um the sound is uh, solved as y'all can see because it's just me and I'll continue improvements on that um, as we go um, again if y'all got any ideas or any topics or anything you want me to add um, the email is thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com I will be checking it now uh, probably once a week so go ahead and send me stuff there um, thank you I see way more people following us on Twitter I noticed since the last time I asked thank you but if you have not followed us yet, it's at thanks underscore for asking without the G, capital T, capital F, capital A, without the G. Um, yeah, we got 139, so more of y'all. All right, cool. Thanks. Um, and check me out on my other podcast, Hidden Figures. Again, next next Tuesday we'll have it up. Um, and that's it. Um See y'all next week, and hope y'all enjoy it. Peace.